It is President's Day, so I imagine you're planning your big party for today. Or you're going to go out and buy some sheets. How did that become synonymous? It's a marketing thing, I think. I mean, but they could have jumped on any other holiday. You know, I mean, I feel like if I were marketing something like selling sheets or towels, the last thing at this point in time I would want to connect myself to is the president's. Yeah, it feels kind of negative. Boy, I'm so happy that you brought that up, Julie Buck. By the way, hello, I'm Max. Hi, Max. Hi. Uh, I was wondering if I was thinking about today's holiday incorrectly, and I wanted the Michael's Bath text line, 84126, to chime in and let me know how you think of... Well, it's supposed to be like Washington and... and when you and I were younger, right, back in the 70s and 80s, right? I was in the 80s now. Well, sure, yeah, same with me, uh, 80s. You had Washington's birthday, right? Yeah. A couple weeks later, Lincoln's birthday. Two separate holidays. But then they combined them into President's Day. And when that happened, so I always think of Washington and Lincoln. That's it. I don't think about Richard Nixon, JFK, Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden. I only think of Lincoln and Washington. Is that weird? Is this day supposed to be about Gerald Ford and William McKinley? Is it supposed to be about all of them? I, one, two, six, let me know. Thank you. I have no idea. I have no idea why they picked out those particular... Well, the first one... I mean, they put them on a dollar bill. And they put one on a five. Isn't that enough? Well, I think people got upset that there were... You know, hey, it's Washington's birthday. Okay, a couple weeks later, it's Lincoln's birthday. So let's just combine them into one holiday and call it President's Day. I mean, that was the whole idea. Yeah, it was. And how does it tie into sheets? It's just marketing. It's befuddling. It's not befuddling. It's just marketing. That's what I think. Well, it's befuddling because they sell all kinds of things. Retailers sell clothes and shoes, and I don't need to tell you about what retailers Yeah, I'm kidding. But sheets in particular honed in on President's Day. And furniture, I feel like. That's what uh, befuddles me. So anyway, happy President's Day. Um, No, No bills in the mail today. Yeah, that's good. They're they're still there and uh, piling up. Yeah, they're piling up, but you, they won't be in your mailbox. So have a lovely evening. You get twice twice as many tomorrow. Uh, and, someone says that state employees get Truman's birthday off. Is that true? Not being man, one, I have no. I don't know why anybody would lie about that. Truman, Truman Capote. Uh, it's uh, twelve ten, and I am beyond mildly excited, and so much anticipation built in me over the weekend that I have an opportunity to share with you the seven hours I spent with Billy D. Williams on Friday. Just cockle warming. Well, he's going to be at Chaminade tomorrow evening. He's going to be doing a, a speech there, right? To talk about his new guess. memoir. Yeah. Maybe. So block out some time if you're going. Yeah, I might just go to Heckle. Um, anyway, it was... No, he was super nice, you guys. You weren't here. No, he wasn't. Yes, I was. (laughs) Thank you for noticing. You were here? I was sitting right here. Why didn't you talk to him? She had her headphones on. I had my headphones on because you you said, oh, I didn't think you'd want to be a part of this or something like that. And I was like, well, okay. And so I'm... You were supposed to do it at your house originally. And so I stood here with my headphones on. No one... 
My mic never went on, so I never spoke. I wish you would have done it. Now I actually liked watching you struggle more. It was just, it felt better. It was a struggle. I know. And and deep down, I knew the two of you were just relishing the moment. No, I wasn't relishing. I was was relishing it, yeah. Maybe I, I could see it on his He's face. He's a relisher. I'm I, not really a relisher. I had warned against doing the interview, actually. I did it before. He was fine. This was. But I Max had interviewed him before, and he wasn't fine. Yeah. But he was super. Can I just say it again? He's a gentleman. <laughs> no, he really. I'm serious. He is a gentleman, and he's very kind. Yeah. And he was super nice. Just he not on the same party page. As Carney. I, well, he's 87. Right. Not on the same party page as Carney. Um, I'm not that far behind him. Well, but you're like, hey, so you parted with the Rolling Stones. And he's like, and there's no, this God dead. I didn't do it. I did Oh, was that you? And there's just dead silence. He's just like, oh, yeah, whatever. He's like, what? I, I don't. I, I, I only met them one I'm time. pulling all this stuff, too, from reliable sources. And I'm like, well, what? Okay. Well, this, I got to. I gotta play a clip. Here's here's another. We're clip. gonna play the whole thing. Yeah, an hour. I, I know, but this is a great promotion. Here we go. Welcome to the program. And is this the first time you've let us inside and given us a peek of your world? Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and he didn't even. Max did not insert silence into that no. clip. And then you're like, is there's a part of you that wants to jump in and say is. Are you there? Is the is this on? Is it working? There was one time where it was almost exactly like that. And it was with George Thorogood. And I was reading an interview with him about a bunch of different things about uh I don't know, a church that he worked with. And I asked him about that. He's like, No, I didn't. And I said, Oh, well, um, that celebrity softball team you were on where you guys toured around and played different cities for charities, that had to be a good time. I never did that. Oh. And after the third one, I got to see if I even have this interview anymore. Was it I, Wikipedia? I, it might have been. That's tripped me up more times than I could count. I just said to him, I guess you don't collect porcelain dolls either. Uh. Did he laugh at least? No. I don't know. It was it, it was a long time ago. But I guess you don't collect porcelain dolls. Yeah, that's what I said to him. I haven't thought about that in ages. Uh Marty's gonna talk sports a lot going on, especially the breaking news out of Columbia, Missouri, that they find themselves this morning without one athletic director. And that's a shocking news report, isn't it? It is. Weren't we going to have her on? We were, like, in line to have her on. That is true. On the radio. It's going to be a long-distance call now. It is. Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, just when the, the program really is getting some major momentum, thanks to the football team. and Well, they'll be okay. I don't think that this is going to drastically affect long as it doesn't throw off donors that's the big thing right that greases the wheel if you will well and they just got that huge 22 million dollar donation remember that's why we were talking about her in the first was or was it like 64 million it was a lot oh i thought it was 22 but i 
You could, get up in those I'm numbers. likely wrong. It doesn't even matter when you get up into those numbers. Uh, so Marty's got that to tackle. The SC gets underway. MLS starts this week, and most of the referees have gone on strike because everybody apparently is doing it. And the Daytona 500 is going to be today because it rained yesterday. Which is weird. Yeah. Well, I think it would be more fun to watch in the rain. Well, just so risky. And people don't want to stand out there and you could get, you know, hurt. They're going 180 miles an hour anyway. Well, that's true. They're risk takers. (laughs) The risk is there. So, uh, anyway, schmooze, stories, fun. I've got President's Day facts because... It's good for trivia night. Well, I had to go deep because they're really it's not very interesting. <laughs> okay, I haven't seen you in a couple days. Not that I don't trust you, but where have you been? Watched a movie with my husband and my son over the weekend called Frozen. And no, not that one. Not with Elsa. Do you want to build a snowman? No, I don't. No? In fact, my husband asked me if I wanted to build a snowman on Friday. You said, let it go. And I said, let it go. I said, no, I do not want to build a snowman, and I'm not a party pooper because I don't want to build a snowman. Why don't you make some popcorn, Olaf? Exactly. But anyway, saw this movie called Frozen, and it was like in the $2 bin or something on our whatever, on our charter, whatever yeah. you call it. I know, it's so old to say that. We're not, we're not, we have not cut the cord. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry because it's so easy. A lot of people to go back and say she was right. So. Well, and my mom wouldn't let us cut the cord. So I haven't cut the cord really in so many ways, but that's a whole other story for another day. Anyway, back to the movie. Did you guys ever see the movie? Um, what's now I can't. Think oh, of. I loved it. I know it was so good when they're in the ocean. What am I thinking of Max? When they were in the ocean. Open water. Open water. That's see, I know he would know. Open water. That movie freaked mm-hmm. me out. Yeah. I don't know if you ever saw that. Based yeah. on a true story. I know. And if I ever go, if you've seen the movie, if I ever yeah. go on like a group tour, like mm-hmm. a catamaran tour, like yep. on a, on an excursion, I yeah. introduce myself to everyone. They lost people on the boat. And I yep. say, hey, we should know each other's names. <laughs> yep. If you've ever seen Open Water, you get what I'm saying. It's terrifying. And everybody kind of gets the language. Well, now this movie's called Frozen, where these people go up on a on a, a ski, uh, ski lift. lift yep. And it doesn't, it, then the place is going to be closed for five days. Spoiler alert. Oh, my gosh. We were talking about how we would get down if we had to. And we came up with all kinds of ideas. I'm going to probably not surprise you. I have seen this movie. You have. Came, I think 2015 maybe. And uh, no, I think it was before Frozen. It was before the, the Disney Frozen. It's a good flick. It's not bad at all. And the 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 idea is a really great one because we've all been in those situations, maybe not st- stuck on a ski lift, but it is. it does make you think, what would you do to get out of it? And it's a pretty hopeless situation for all of them. I know. We came up with other ways we could get out of it. But I, I just... I. I I am already a chicken about this the chairlift. Like if you, I've been up on a chairlift before, and the first time I was fine, and I just whoop skied right down. Second time, I just, I, I just went whoop. Oh, I just, I completely panicked, and then you just like every limb goes flying in your skis, and they have to stop the whole thing. And I never went back. I'm just like I'm not doing it. Even when we've gone on family trips 
to ski, yeah. I do not. I cook eggs and biscuits in the morning. I think it's great that you watched a movie that's 14 years old randomly. Is it because it was cheap or because the, the poster grabbed you? You're like, oh, man, look at Crusher this. Crusher picked it. I think it was cheap and the poster grabbed him. Okay. Yeah. And interesting you would bring that up today because I one of the stops I make in the morning when I start working on the show at a, 7 a.m. Yeah, 7 o'clock. I go to history.com and see what happened this date in history. One of the things that happened was, I believe, the Donner Party was rescued. And do you know the story of the Donner Party? No. Speaking of Frozen? I don't think I do. They're taking a shortcut going out west on their wagon, and it wasn't a shortcut, and they were stranded for like five months. And... Five feet of snow dropped on them immediately once they were lost. Ran out of supplies after three weeks. There was four months left before anybody would show up. Spoiler alert. Uh-oh. They ate dad. Did he give them his permission? No talent. No talent. Well, like the soccer team. Wasn't there in yeah, yeah. the plane crash? Remember yes, that? It, there's a new version of that story that's wonderful uh, called Society of the Snow. Army it, Hammer. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't believe so. No, he's not the Army Hammer. Because, oh, because he's making a joke. Yeah. He's a cannibalism guy. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, it's on Netflix right now. It's called Society of the Snow. It's really good. But it was famously made here in America called Alive with Ethan Hawke and a bunch of other people. So. All right. Here we go, Maxie. Uh, well, first of all, I wanted to say on the Michael's Bath text line from the uh, 618, I believe, uh, about President's Day, they say, I agree, Max. I only think of those two. That would be Washington and, and, and Lincoln. They say, even though I lived through the Kennedy era, I never associate him with, with, with President's Day. And I, I, I'm so happy that I'm not alone because when I think pre- – I really don't think of all of the – I don't think Martin Van Buren's Day. Yeah. You know, it's weird. Uh, but anyway, my weekend, I watched uh, three movies and I watched the NBA. This is turning into movie chat. Skills competition on Saturday night and then the All-Star game on Sunday night. That was insane. It was a it was whole like lot of 5,000 to 3,000 or something. Uh, it was a new record. It was uh, two, uh, 210, I think, 211, <laughs> so 186. And I watched it with my son who just had a ball watching uh, everyone have a lot a lot of fun. It was just it's an all-star game where there's no real competition, there's no real defense. There were like two fouls in the whole game. Everything else was just uh showboating and it was a whole lot of fun. And the skills comp on Saturday night was a lot of fun too. And uh yeah, I don't know, it was a, it was a neat weekend of uh NBA sports. So I bet you were a happy camper. Carney, what did you do? Uh, I saw some photos of your cooking over the weekend. Uh, yeah, I was a happy camper too. I pretty much locked myself in the uh, the kitchen, well, I can't lock myself. It's an open kitchen. Um, but, yeah, I just cooked a bunch. I, I was inspired. I don't know why. Sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm not. I've wanted gumbo forever. So I made gumbo yesterday, and that really takes most of the day. And my in-laws came over. So I, I put up some Mardi Gras beads in the living room and some other Mardi Gras decorations, you know, to kind of celebrate and we're in the middle of the gumbo, which was fantastic. And I believe it was my my wife that mentioned, uh, didn't that end on Ash Wednesday? Which was last week, which is true. Mardi Gras been over for a week. So it seems fitting. That's okay. That I would honor Mardi Gras a week after it happened. That's all right. So, 
But that was fabulous. Night before, I made some ribs and some homemade mac and cheese. And I only made mac and cheese because I only had elbow macaroni. And then I looked in the fridge. I'm like, now what cheese do I have? And I had slices of provolone and Swiss and cheddar and cream cheese. So I just threw it all in there, melted it down, and made macaroni and cheese out of that. It was amazing. Really? Yeah. So, and I made banana bread last night. So Don't tell Brendan. It's been, it's been, uh, it was fun. It's very. Nuts in the banana bread or no? Therapeutic. I didn't go nuts, I went raisins. Oh, okay. Look at me, getting all crazy. Wow. So really that was, that was my weekend was time spent in the kitchen pretty much. Oh, oh, not true. Saturday, I went to Collinsville. And at the uh, Gateway Convention Center, they had the totally rad vintage clothing swap show, swap meet. How'd that go? Um, did you take some of your goods? Yeah. Did you unload some stuff? No, I should have because some of those Cosby sweaters. I was going to say the Cosby sweaters were calling your name. We're going for like four or five hundred bucks. Who uh, is paying that for those? <laughs> There was a lot of people there. If I came there and I was you and I and I knew I had a bunch of those Cosby sweaters and someone was going to give me $400 for one of them, I would drive back to St. Charles and I would get the sweaters. There wasn't an offer to sell things. They already had oh, 100 right. vendors. But what you do is you stand outside and you go, look, <laughs> yeah. this will cost you 500 hey. in those doors. Right here, it's 250 Psst. Hey, hey bud. Hey. Psst. And you wear a trench coat. Hey. Um... So it was really cool. It was overwhelming. And the number of people there was cray-cray. Um, I bought one shirt for 40 bucks. That's wildly obnoxious. Uh, but it was fun. Uh, Can we it, see a picture of it? I didn't take one. Um, but it was really a neat event. And my, I, my hip was really hurting. So that saved me a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, because well, that's was, no fun. Well, in a way, I'm glad because if I was more ambulatory, I'd have spent a fortune. So it's the little blessings. But that was cool. Next time it comes to town, check it out. And the only reason I knew about it was uh, my son John's friend was going and John was going to go with him. And they did. So I grabbed my daughter and she and I went. It was really fun. Did she buy anything? Uh, she did. She bought a couple things. John bought some shirts. He bought a T-shirt, a Dale Earnhardt T-shirt, hmm. which I can't connect those dots for the life of me. But apparently... Vintage is what, what's old is new and vintage is in. I just don't see my, my kid NASCAR-ing. I don't know. It's weird. Any hoodles, that's everything for everybody. It's officially cold again. Free start in the car. For a while, we didn't have to do that. Actually go out there and start the car, and you were fine. Now it's like, oh, no, got to hit that remote start. It's freezing. And don't forget to close your windows. A couple times I got I got tripped up because it was so warm. We cracked the window a little bit, and then the blinds were closed, so I didn't know they were open. And why is it 40 in this room? Ah, fix that by closing the window. But what if your windows are closed and it's still freezing in there? 
HVAC system, that's the problem. Who can fix it? And I see more and more of their trucks on the road, which means classic air care can get to you faster. Thousands of people are very comfortable because of classic air care. So thank you, guys. And when you look it up online at classicaircare.com, spell air with an E on the end, and they'll give you estimates on new systems if you need one, how to fix yours, how to be more energy efficient, basically anything that involves your comfort. They got it. They got it. Classic Air Care, online at classicaircare.com. for Marshall Brain, but what exactly is an eminence for? Anybody? Never understood that. It's the name of the song. Gives me anxiety. What? What is the song? Is that what? That do 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 It's just, I don't know. Really? Uh-huh. Every time I hear it, it makes me nervous. Maybe it's the... You are fascinated. Four shots of coffee. You're fascinated. Thank you, I think. A quick search on this wonderful thing we have called Google. Yeah. It says, imminence is high power or fame. So an imminence front is the illusion of such, as Pete Townsend indicates with the line, it's a put-on. It's the absurdity of grandiosity. Thank you. I well, will sleep so much better. True story. That's why it makes me nervous. Um, it's President's Day, as we mentioned. I know you're very excited as you're heading to the post office to deliver something. Turn around and go home. Um, and Max making a very good point. We think of George. We think of Abe. That's it. And there have been a couple others since. <laughs> I, I don't know whether you've heard. So I thought, well, what's the big deal? First of all, anything interesting about any of these other people that would maybe move them up to the top as well? Not really. But. A few factoids you can throw into President's Day conversations. Number one, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson both died on the 4th of July. Hmm. Fairly patriotic way to go. There was a 1 in 365 chance of that. That's true. James Madison was only 5 foot 4. That's pretty tiny. Yeah, I wonder if they had him stand on a milk crate or something to make two, him... Two milk crates. Two milk crates. And an intern. No, that was another No, guy. a different guy. John Quincy Adams went skinny dipping daily in the Potomac River. Daily. Can you imagine now with paparazzi, we'd see way more of the president than we ever wanted yes, to see. Yes, way more. Uh, John Tyler, and I don't even know that name. He was a president, though. He was uh, number 10. John Tyler had 15 children. That reminds me of when, <clears throat> a couple years ago, Oscar was learning all, all of the presidents, you know, and he would come home and we'd quiz him and everything. And one day he said, Chester Arthur. And I said, you made that up. There's no, there's no president named Chester, Chester Arthur. Arthur. Uh, t- turns out there was. Wait, this guy had 15 children? That poor woman. 15 kids. So sorry. Did you ever know of a family like that growing up where they had, you know, kids into the teens? Like, a, same a, mom and dad. A quiverful. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I should talk. I'm my dad's eighth child, but I mean, it was two marriages later. From 1850 to 1815 to 1860, he welcomed eight sons and seven daughters. Abraham Lincoln may have had Marfam syndrome. And when you look at his physical characteristics, that kind of makes sense. Uh, Because the symptoms of Marfam are usually exaggeratedly long legs or arms. The eyes are a little farther apart. Uh, And I only know about Marfam syndrome because my connective tissue disorder, Louis Dietz, is in the Marfam family. But I don't have long anything. Stop it. Andrew Johnson befriended mice at the White House. See, that's a red flag. That's, I mean, that's really when you start to... That's like when you spin. go, yeah, I don't know. He's talking to the wall. Yeah. And now he's befriending mice. 17th president of the United States apparently befriended an entire family of white mice during his impeachment. I guess he wanted to distract himself. That would work. On the Michael's Bath text line... Tyler has a grandson still living, a couple people, two, three people, um, texting in about that. I'm sure Johnny so, Appleseed really left quite a I bet. bonsai of a family tree. Johnny ben- Appleseed. Benjamin Harrison, another household name right there, 23rd president of the United States. He was the first president to live in the house, or the White House, with electricity. They just put that in the house and everything. He was terrified to touch the switches. Terrified. So we had his staff turn the lights on and off. Yeah, you do it. You get electrocuted. Yeah. And you get electrocuted. That's a rational concern. Run our country. William McKinley. Okay, we know that name. Yeah, sure. Bill, we're aware. Uh, and the 25th president was proudly displayed on the $500 bill. And I think I've seen a couple of them over the years. I'm not sure, but I think I have. Maybe just a picture. I don't know if I had one. I doubt it. I bet you did when you lived in Huntley Woods. Yeah. Um, the Federal Reserve and the Department of the Treasury discontinued the bill in 69. Ouch. If I was a descendant of the McKinleys, I'd be upset. It's like, nah, we're going to take him off the money. 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 I think there's still a $500 bill. He just ain't on it. Uh, back to animals, not mice, but raccoons. Calvin Coolidge's term, President 30, had an affinity for raccoons because he lived out in a in a a rural area and there were lots of raccoons and somebody had sent him one to roast for a family dinner. Yummy. And he, he wouldn't do it because they were like his friends in the country. So he kept it around the white house and it had more raccoons and the place was full of raccoons. I think the raccoon still has some descendants. Yeah, probably so. It's just bizarre to me. And lastly, something you may not have known about Gerald Ford. Before he was president, he was a model. Did not know that. What did he model? 
I don't know. Like a good JC Penny ad, or like or a hand model, like or something. a glove, like isotoner a model, foot model. And as you're going to learn, Billy D. Williams was a model too. Well, maybe he's a good-looking <laughs> man. Yes, that was. I mean, he was known for for his looks, and he was also a talented, or is still a talented is. artist. Are either one of you related to a president of the United States? Supposedly, uh, yeah. Who, Julie? Tell us. Well. It's just, you know, from one of those descendant things that, like, your great uncle does, and then... Yeah, I mean, Carney did that, too. He did the 23 and Me and all that, so who did it come back as? I, It was the Bushes. Like, really? Mm-hmm. Wow, the Bush dynasty and the Buck dynasty. That's, are we? I don't think we count, but thanks, Max. Carney, how about you? Nothing. Something having to do with... I, I don't know. My mom would know. Of course. Of course she would. She's not uh, really a buck. I got nothing. So uh, that's it for President's Day. But a lot of you, congratulations. Have the day off. Some of us have to work. That's that's what this is called, what we're doing right now. It's work. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah some days more work than right. uh, other. You shared something from Career Magazine. That I thought was rather interesting. Yes, I did. Will you explain? I will. Do you want to do that here? Or yeah. do we? Okay. I don't know. Max isn't waving his hand. All right. Well, this was an article about soft skills being in great demand in today's workforce. And you might say, what are soft skills? Well, they're non-technical skills that relate to how you work. Conducting a meeting. Shaking hands with somebody. Chatting with somebody, being able to look people in the eye, communicate, time management, problem solving, leadership, and empathy. I found this to be interesting. I wonder with every with all the with all the young people, where will we be twenty years from now? Will people even have the nerve to go up and speak to another person? I mean, it used to be that when the doorbell rang at home, everybody was like, oh, "There's someone here," and now it's like, "Hit the deck." Or at least it is at my house. <laughs> yeah, we got a knock on the door yesterday, and I, I was petrified. Freeze! It was, it was, it was terrifying. Uh, you know, the, this article, I also re- read the article. It's really interesting, and I think that some of these skills are very important, certainly looking people in the eye, you know, being able to lead meetings. But I wonder if this is really just a generational shift. I, I, am, I imagine the person who wrote the article is an older person who values those things. But if this entire generation is growing up on Zoom and Zoom school and and on their tablets and phones all day, that will be their peers. That will be their workforce. It, it's, it's not like you're going to have somebody saying, let's do it a different way. You're going to be with other people who are your age who have existed the same way. But in the meantime, I mean, <laughs> kids that are young people, I should say, that are like in their early 20s. I have two sons that just got into like the big boy world of you have work. sons? I do. I have three. I love them so much. But the two that are in the workforce, I mean, I think that it is to their advantage that they played sports and that they have had to interact with adults over time and that they weren't just locked in a room with a screen because they can actually go to their job and get to know people and it's still very much a part of what they do for a living is having those skills. I think COVID set everybody back because they weren't in an office setting and they were interacting via their screen. So now that we've gone back to being in front of each other, 
it's it's a little awkward. And the younger sect has never not had an iPad. Think about that for a minute. I know. One of my boys was a huge reader when he was a little, a little kid and used to love all these different series of books. And then he got an iPad and then he stopped reading, you know, conventional books. And when we go out to eat at restaurants, we see all these toddlers, kids who are two and, and younger on their screens. And I know that people will say, boy, this is just young generation. They've been on. That's the adults. That's the parents' fault. Giving them the screens. A two-year-old can't go into the Apple store and say, give me a tablet. No, but they know how to shop on Amazon. It's cheaper than a babysitter. It is. Stop screaming. Here, grab your Game Boy. I just think it's funny that you will have adults complaining about screen time when they are the ones who gave the the children the screen time. That's true. true. And I don't, it's been going on so long and so frequently, they almost innately know how to fix anything electronic. Do you not turn, I mean, even back when we had VCRs, you know, I asked my daughter, what, can I get this to stop blinking 12 o'clock? And And they could just dial right in. Yeah. Yeah. From the 314 on the Michaels Baths text line, I'm a waitress and I get so sick of entire families on their phones and iPads. There's no talking. I I get it. I mean, I kind of agree with that. And I feel like we've been guilty of it as a family of looking down at our phones and having a minute to sit down and go, okay, do I have any, you know, emergency emails, band name, um, Could be. Or, or texts that I need to get to right away and then... A new story will catch your attention and you're down the rabbit hole. I don't think he's going with the uh, the band name. No. Okay. Good try, though. Somebody else on the text line says, um, my daughter's a nurse. She was pretty introverted as a kid, but not anymore as a nurse. I guess she can't be as a nurse. She kind of get over a lot of that, and it's just like on-the-job training. Kids on screen at dinner is lazy parenting. Kids today. That's from the 636. Kids today. Talk to your kids and involve them in conversation, such as valuable time to talk to one another. That's from the Michael's yeah. Baths text. But, Which but, is a great idea if you can get them to listen. But see, uh, Car- but what, what Carney just said, kids today, that that's this vicious cycle. Parents give kids participation trophies. Then they complain about the generation that got those trophies. That's on the parents. I've never given a participation trophy. But it's the same thing with screens. You complain about screen time, but you're the parents giving your two-year-old an, an iPad to watch Coco Melon. Well, Coco. Are you watching through the windows? How do you know that? We <laughs> well, I'm I'm gonna have two five and a half year olds this weekend. Yeah. By myself. Big plans. Uh no. In fact, I'm gonna lessen the plans and make it so that we just kind of. Charge the iPads. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, can I do it without the iPads? You've got this. You think? I mean, I don't know. They have a lot of energy. I was with them yesterday for a little while hanging out, and we were there were stuffed animals flying, and we were dancing and all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, that's what I was doing. And I was what, home really? alone. Which is yeah, that's weird. a little weird. It's the weird part about it. Hey, even though it's still really cold, um, it's nice to think of warmer times. Not long ago, they had the uh, golf show at the St. Charles Convention Center. And it was nice to go in there and look at clubs and do 
people talking about golf, and we'll get back out there. There's hope for the future. Um, if you lost that hope, it's back again the 29th in 10 days. Uh, St. Charles brings you the St. Charles Boat Show. And marine dealers from the lake, I mean, like all of them, uh, come down Highway 70 and set up shop at the convention center, and you can get on a lot of these boats, cruisers and pontoon boats and docks and, and uh, jet skis and watercrafts. It's it's a pretty cool event. And every time I go, I think, this will do it. Can't get my wife to budge. She don't want a boat. But, honey, we're four minutes from the river. Nope. Not going to happen. Maybe you'll have better luck convincing your family to get on a boat and get into that. And I know people say, best day of your life, worst day of your life. It's fun. Being out on the water is so much fun. But you can't do it without a boat. Because you'll have to tread. (laughs) Yeah, that would be a lot of good exercise for you. Yeah, for a while. Put it on your calendar. It's 10 days away, February 29th, the St. Charles Boat Show at the St. Charles Convention Center. In fact, if you go to discoverstcharles.com, you can get more information about it. 2.49, a break. We'll come back. Come back, too. There's been a sighting, a Taylor Swift sighting in, Aus- in Australia, and she's wearing a Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl hat. Still. Still wearing it. And a little surprised. she's wearing a TNT bracelet. And you might wonder, what's a TNT bracelet? And I figured it out. Single-handedly? Yeah. I, went, the, I had those wacky kids help me figure it out. It was like a mystery. Do tell. Travis and Taylor. Oh. TNT. Travis and Taylor. Available at gift stores near you it's, and at Claire's. It's still going strong, apparently. I, Sylvester Stallone said that he felt so nervous about his two oldest daughters moving to New York City that he hired Navy SEALs to train them in self-defense. His daughters, Sophia and Sistine, are 27 and 25, and it took about six hours while they were out in the woods working with these guys, and they got whooped by these guys, like, in teaching them all kinds of training skills. He's pretty mm-hmm. tough. Why would he have to hire out for that? Because it's like hiring someone to teach your child how to drive. Well, and he is an actor. He's not actually Rambo or Rocky. No. Oh, good point. But, he, I mean, he's... Built, he's obviously in shape. He's a little itty bitty guy. Yeah. In real life. But I think to have the knowledge of a Navy SEAL to teach you how to get out of, I don't know, rope or who knows what. Who knows what? What kind of terrible things could happen or what to do in an emergency situation. And I beg to differ, Max, on the actor reference, Sylvester Stallone. I'm sorry, please continue. The People's Choice Awards aired last night. It was refreshingly lean, only two hours. And apparently, you know, they just showed the people that were actually there. They didn't, you know, say, this is Steve standing in for Bob who couldn't be here tonight. Um, they, they didn't waste our time, in other words. 
Um, we also didn't see some of the people that won because Beyonce won. She didn't show up. Jelly Roll <laughs> won. He didn't show up. That's because it's people's choice. Who cares? I, well, Jennifer Aniston cared because she won well, Drama TV Star yeah. of the Year for the morning show. Well, who else is nominating her for anything? Come on What now. people wow. voted? That is rough. Max, do you know who votes on uh, the people's choice? No, it's it's a joke. It doesn't matter. Nobody asked me anything. Yeah, that's, you know what, it's fine. Kyle Richards is saying that her relationship with Mauricio Umansky, her husband, is strange, but it's working. And she can't believe that it's working right now. Time will tell. They won't stay separated, but living under the same roof That's like my relationship forever. with Natalie Portman. It's strange, but it's working. It's kind of one-sided. No, it's terrifying, but it's working for you. <laughs> it is. I doubt it's working for her. Uh, Gordon Ramsay did something really nice. That's he fulfilled weird. a fan's bucket list wish to meet him by flying her to a, a Miami restaurant that he owns called Hell's Kitchen and attend a grand opening. And this person, who's terminally ill, said that it was the coolest night of her entire life. Oh, that's nice. And that he's is breaking nice. into this market, too. That's going to be exciting. To I see. know. Looking forward to that. 39 years ago, 1985, Coca-Cola introduced Cherry Coke. I feel like I remember it well as a fat kid. One of the few that actually survived. Yeah, it did. 29 years ago, mm, moment of silence, Pamela Anderson married Tommy Lee just 96 hours after they first met. And then they didn't divorce until 1998. Justine Bateman is 58 today. Seal is 61 Paul Dean is 78, the lover boy, songwriter, and guitarist, and Smokey Robinson. What a gem. He's 84 and a rock and roll Hall of Famer. The rain-delayed Daytona 500 airs today on Fox. A little later on, The Bachelor is on tonight, 7 o'clock on ABC. And Joey and his 10 remaining ladies return north. We'll see how it goes. TMZ investigate Kevin Costner's divorce war. Oh, no. That's on Fox tonight. Mm-hmm. I think she divorced him because he's not very masculine. Gotta let it go, Max. You no, gotta let it go. No, I love it's it. It's time you let it go. We've got homemade jokes. They're fresh out the oven, Later. but we're going to have to do that after we do top of the hour news. And Smokey Robinson's story on his birthday, Ultimate Diva. He's playing Fair St. Louis. Um, and I was introducing a lot of the act for a few years. And I had to kill time because someone touched his microphone and he wouldn't go on stage until they brought him a new one. All right, another try. We're going to do it. Hour number two, a Carney Show for a Monday, 107. Max and Julie here on this President's Day. Who's your favorite? All the presidents ever. I think it's easier to name the ones we didn't like. Yeah, that's true. I don't know why that is. In more of the news. And in court. Um, Yeah, I could, sadly, I could maybe name six presidents, seven presidents. And there have been more than a couple. Whoops. Wait a minute. So if I said, John Carney, name eight presidents right now, you couldn't do it. I think you could. It'd be six, probably. I could come up. No, God, let's let's yeah. play our game. Yeah, I think it's fun. I think it's wonderful. It would Other... take me too long, and no, just I don't go backwards know. from right now. You got Joe Biden. Bam, no. there's one. Take you my word for it. I got six. 
I could. I would love to hear the six. I, I know you would. You want me? To, I'm going to try to do it then, if you'll let me. Or I'll, not. I'll let you if I'm allowed. Okay, let's go. Let's do what Max said and go backwards with what we got now. We got Joe Biden. Joe Biden. We got Trump. Trump. We got uh, George Bush. Starts getting tricky. Who did I miss? Skipped a bunch, so okay. Uh, Clinton. You still skipped, skipped somebody. A, another George Bush. You okay? But you skipped a two-term Who did I president. Skip? Obama. Obama. Wow. Hello. This wow. is why I didn't want to do yes. this. But go right ahead, okay, Jules. Okay, thanks. Cardi, help. Throw me a lifeline. I'd like to phone so a friend. So how many do you have now? Okay, so I have Obama, Biden, Trump, Bush, Bush. Um, you said Clinton. Clinton. So that's six. Lincoln. Seven. Taft. Eight. Uh, Washington. That's nine. Can you do ten? Just one uh, more. Help me. Mm-mm. Yes. Mm-mm. You want to help me. No, I don't. 84126. I know Thomas you want to Thomas no, Jefferson. I'm not helping. Thank you. I mean, you didn't say JFK and or JFK Nixon. And JFK or Nixon because I got nervous. Nixon? Well, so, now you could name them because I already joke. named them all. If, if I were playing. If you were playing, yes. I okay. got breaking news I'm sitting on. We really need to get to this stuff. Okay. This is important. Cool. Incredibly important news. Sorry, that was my back. It was your hip. <laughs> um, that was the show. <laughs> do we have the... Um... Well, no, I thought we were going to... We were saying off the air, we were going to talk about Dr. Allison Walsh, and then I was going to hit your news theme. I don't think we're going to talk about Allison Walsh. I think Julie's going to talk about Allison Walsh. Yeah, I am a fan. I am I'm a fan of Dr. Walsh, yes. She will help you with all of the things that I talk about all the time, which are... Uh, hormone balancing and weight loss. Those are the two kind of broad stroke vision of what Dr. Allison Walsh will do for you. She has an OBGYN practice, but she also has a clinic to do just that, to help you lose weight. And if you've tried everything under the sun and you've wondered about what is the what is that shot and do I qualify for that? And would that even help me? Would that change? Would that make my joint pain lessen? Would that make my... Uh, would that make me just feel better and sleep better, get rid of my sleep apnea? And, yeah, I mean, there are all kinds of answers out there right now. And Dr. Allison Walsh uh, is kind of the gatekeeper to all this stuff. She will go through your blood work with you. Once you go get that drawn, then you meet with her. I know that's really a modern-day thing. to Because in the, in the past, we would always go to the doctor, and then they'd say, here, Go get your blood work, and we'll see you in a year. Now, this way, they Take have you do two aspirin. Yeah, in the morning. that's right. An apple a day, and good luck to you. Now, this is where you go, and you get your blood work done first. And then you sit down with her, whether it's in person or a telehealth call, whatever works for you, that will work for her. You can get your appointment, and you can go through the blood work with her and find out why you're having night sweats, why you just don't feel like yourself, why you're having joint pain. And if you're struggling with your weight and have, especially once menopause hit, it really took off, got to get a handle on it. You can feel like yourself again. There are so many answers. We are so lucky to live in this day and age. Why not take advantage of it? Here's her number, 314-919-9998. That's 314-919-9998 for Dr. Allison Walsh. Hey, here's the news. Hey. So after uh, hearing from frustrated mechanics forced to work on vehicles with expired tags, 
A fluorescent lawmaker has a new proposal out there. Not today because they're all Only allowing repairs on properly registered vehicles. Interesting. Though the measure would currently bar repairs for vehicles with regular license plates that are expired, they're going after the temporary tag abuse now. And people with plates like On Air For You. Oh, yeah. Tenants Chesterfield Mall have been told they must be out by August 31st, and many are gearing up to relocate. As the formerly bustling shopping center faces demolition this fall, to make way for a new downtown-style development. Some business owners and leaseholders say they have already solidified new digs, but others were shocked by what they called out-of-the-blue news from the landlord, <laughs> the Staten Group. I imagine that will help Mallwark walkers shave a little time off their mile, though. There you go. Yeah. Search goes on. For a man who walked into the Missouri River in Washington, Missouri, police receiving assistance from several area departments, no other information released. Riverfront Park, which closed for a time, is now reopened. You know, I guess if you're going to walk on water, you got to practice. True. You know? And I always wonder, like, the people that like, can catch a bullet in their mouth or something, they had to do it a first time when they had no experience. But maybe they're not really doing it. It's more of a magic trick. There's that. Always thinking. Always thinking. Got to get up pretty early in the morning. Me. And you do, because you start working on the show at 7 a.m. 7 a.m. Working from home allows people to eat more healthily, feel less stressed, and have lower blood pressure, according to hmm. a new review. Yet remote workers are also more likely to eat snacks, drink more, smoke more, and put on weight according to the study from the U.K. Health Security Agency. I would think that the water cooler talk, too, would be really boring. <laughs> Did you hear what well, this? depending the on kitchen? the individual, it could be more interesting. Yeah, maybe so. Finally, the folks at Coleman, Missouri, have asked Channel 5's K. Quinn to wear a pink wig <laughs> for a month. And she's agreed. I cannot believe this. Starting today... Quinn, a member of the Heartland Bigwigs, one of 10 local participants chosen for a fundraising competition. 10 volunteers, including Kay, have all agreed to wear pink wigs around town to spark a conversation about breast cancer. Uh, She said, I won't be wearing my wig on the air to deliver the news, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that was what I thought with the whole thing. Good call, though. I mean, Larry Connors did I would tune in to see him in the pink one. This is a good good time. I think that that's sort of the... Yeah, I think she should do it for the news. Even though it would be a bit of a distraction. But otherwise, where else do you see her? At the grocery store? Yeah, but how many people run into Kay Quinn every day? I mean, I have before. Yeah, but you... Well, we could have her here in studio. With a wig on on the radio. See, and then that would spark a conversation. We're having, and then a we could do a we could do a live video stream, I guess. With our social media director. Brilliant. Yeah, he's all over. Is it. he here today? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hi, Tom. Hi, Tom. Hi, Tom. <laughs> hey, Bear. Um, 
What else? This was the most ridiculous thing I ever saw. So I just, I didn't even read the story. I just printed out the headline from the New York Post. Check this out. It says, what you should order at Burger King according to dietitians. <laughs> A double water cheeseburger and take the bun yeah. and throw it away? Is that not oh. the most ridiculous Lettuce, tom- extra lettuce, tomato... See, Julie's taking it seriously. She's really trying to figure it out. Yeah, well, you got to put a pink wig on when you go in there and order. Well, I, I, of course I would do that. What you should order at Burger King, according to dietitians. So out of Texas, a homeowner there shooting an alleged thief who stole the barbecue pit from his property. I could see how that would upset you, but would you shoot them? Not if you went to gun safety school. They would say, let it go. Why would you do such a thing? And I would imagine, from the perp's perspective, they don't have a sugar fire. So he was desperate. I don't think it'd hold up at court. But uh, poor people. You're sneaky. Poor, poor people. I'm sneaky. You're sneaky. Sound like my wife now. Yeah. What do you mean? Really snuck that in there. No, I just, I want to highlight what you snuck in there. That was great. You tied it to a story and it makes a lot of sense. But shooting somebody overtaking the grill. Man. But they can work magic in the right hands. Not the guns, the uh, grills. And the ones they have at Sugar Fire Smokehouse are amazing and built specifically for them, company out of Cape Girardeau, and they're called Old Hickory, and they make pits for Sugar Fire. Now they make them for a lot of other places because the word's out that that magic meat comes out of those smokers. So is that at all the locations, like mm-hmm. the one where we had the burnt ends a few weeks ago? Oh, my god! True story. They all come out of Cape Girardeau. And now you'll see a lot of other places have those too. And the big ones, I I can't even venture to guess how many pounds of meat go in there. And if you look inside, it's almost like a merry-go-round where it's Uh, shelves that rotate. Yeah. But there's like 30 of them and they're 10 feet long. That's a lot of meat. And it's in there a long time, 16 hours before that brisket hits your mouth and... That explains why it's so good. But don't don't shoot anybody. Just go to Sugarfire. Sugarfiresmokehouse.com to find the one that right is right by you. One twenty four on President's Day. Twenty twenty four. Carney Show, Julie Bach, Max Boise here. Check, check, check. You know who you are. We don't need to make that introduction. Um, I told you over the weekend I went to uh, this kind of a vintage clothing swap meet deal in Collinsville. And it was great fun. And I was talking to some of the vendors, and it's what they do. They just pack up and go city to city, set up. There's one every weekend. And they make, obviously, from the prices, make pretty good money on this stuff but it's a job i guess doing something and not just for clothings there's actually a thing called sneaker con 
oh, you better hold your boys, my boys, all young men back from this. And my friend Trish, she loves sneakers. Sounds totally made up. Sneaker con. It's a great idea. It bills itself as the greatest sneaker show on earth. Okay. We called them shoes back in the day, but whatever. Uh, And guess who showed up there over the weekend? Usher. Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, because he's got a new uh, shoe. He showed up at SneakerCon with the Donald Trump shoe. Actually, they're being called the Never Surrender High Tops (laughs) at $3.99. But I thought they were only making a certain number of these, right? Is that right? This is also true. He's also selling Victory 47, which is a cologne and perfume. Is he, he's not allowed to sell it in New York. $99 a bottle. Hmm. Single file, no pushing. What would that smell like? Winning. What would, what would Donald Trump cologne smell like? Well. Court? I, a courtroom, possibly? Money. <laughs> uh, back to those tennis shoes for a second. A Russian CEO with entirely too much money who has a watch dealership called Luxury Bazaar, won in an auction an autographed pair of Trump's Never Surrender high tops. But they were gold. I thought they were all gold. I think this one was special because it went for $9,000. Come on. The shoes, if you want some. Feature the American flag detailed on the back. They're three ninety nine. A thousand pairs were made, and the initial run sold out in less than two hours. So there you go, sneaker. Con. But once you say you're going to make a certain number, can you, I guess you you have to change them a little bit to do like the second generation of them? I have no. idea. You mean legally? And if they if they sell quickly, yeah, I mean legally, you would have you, it'd be false advertising if you say there's only five hundred and then you make a thousand. That's that's not not legal. So right. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Terrifying. Because a lot of the statues that I buy are limited edition. The two thousand here, five hundred there, and so they can't make more of them. If they put a hat on Wonder Woman, they can say this is a new one, and they do it all the time. They got one with a hat. And so collectors look for a certain run. Oh, this is from 1994. This is from 1962. So that kind of thing. Same thing with uh, sneakers. People that collect sneakers do the same thing. We could play an audio clip from a president or a presidential candidate every single day. We could. There are people pulling stuff out. And usually, I mean, there's... There's ones that are serious, and here's our stand on this. I don't have time for that. It's when they, you know, mistake Ukraine for NATO, for example, or any of the other little faux pas. And uh, Donald Trump, one of the uh, latest, and he's, well, let him tell you. I've been asked by the toughest guys, the toughest Wall Street guys. You think they're tough, but they're really not. They're not as tough as the auto workers, I'll tell you right now. But they think they are. They think they're tough. But a lot of them come to me and, how do you do it? You go through all these subpoenas. You got indicted. Now, in my whole life, I didn't know what the N word, I didn't know what 
indictment meant. You got indicted more than Alphonse Capone, Scarface. They say, how do you take it? How do you do it? I say, it doesn't bother me. It's like I'm just doing something for some incredible people. It's called the American people. It's called I'm doing something for America. It doesn't bother me. I uh, heard something in the middle of it that was a tad nefarious. Whoops. It happens. And, of course, it's viral. And I think even Joe Biden made reference to it in the last 24 hours. This is nasty. Politics. It's ugly, isn't it? And Not I feel like it gets anywhere just near. when you think we've reached the brink of how crazy and nuts this can get, it goes to the next level. That's why I just turn my radio on to the big 550 and there you go. hang out there. There you go. Or you watch, uh, you know, Fawny's testimony. That's kind of entertaining. That was insane. You brought it up. Last Friday, week, yeah. And I wasn't really following the story, but over the weekend, what was Julie talking about? And I pulled up some of the court testimony from this woman. And they're like, did you pay for his for his wine? Oh, no, I don't like wine. I like gray goose, and I my favorite color is green. And by the way, I, I mean, it was just like. It was really what? weird. It was. It was really weird. Um. All right, I'm. I'm trying to put it off as long as humanly possible. Um, but Billy D. Williams is here tomorrow, and I talked to him. Yeah. And apparently, uh, I don't know. I, I made up a bunch of things that I thought he did. I dreamed it. I, there's no explanation for what happened. And we'll dissect it after uh, you hear our moments together. Um, Stuart Rosenblum, Stuart's American Mortgage Corp. They got stuff going on. In fact, he came in here last week, week before, uh, talking about a program he came up with in the middle of the night where you can refinance and get a rate that doesn't exist at the moment. Obviously a lower rate than what's currently out there. Banking on the fact that the rates are going to go down and it will be in line with the market. Or if it goes down even farther, he'll refinance you again at no cost to you to give you the even lower rate. But right now, you can get, it sounds weird to say, an imaginary rate. But it's not imaginary. It really happens. And Stewart came up with it, which is why he probably processes more loans and refinances than anybody. Anybody. Ask him about it. Uh, call him now. 314-324-4440. Or you can uh, check it online, testimonials from a lot of people and the different programs, including the bagel loan. I'll explain for you right there. StewartsAMC.com for more. 137. Thanks for uh, coming back and joining us. Restaurant Tuesday tomorrow. Uh, George Mayhew pops in. Dan Morin will be on the broadcast and some other things up our sleeve. But... Uh, you know what? If you're not here, I, I can't help you. I can't help you. Uh, Friday, right before the show, like at 10 minutes to 12, I recorded an interview with Billy D. Williams because he's coming to town tomorrow uh, with his memoir, What Have We Here? Portraits of Life. And he'll be at uh, Chaminade for a book signing 
and I assume speaking. I don't know if they're going to do a question and answer part. Mm. What would you recommend? Be forewarned. (laughs) No, I think after the lecture, grab the book and go home. Because Q&As, I found, at least for me, don't always go so well into the rewind machine. It's Friday at 11.50. Big 550 KTRS. I would say Chaminade, good place to be on Tuesday. Because Tuesday night, none other than Billy D. Williams comes to town to tell stories. And it's also in his book. The book is called What Have We Here? Portraits of a Life. Welcome to the program. And is this the first time you've let us inside and given us a peek of your world? Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I just think of all the things that have happened to you thus far, you would have chronicled it somewhere along the way earlier. Well, I have in certain situations, certainly over the years, but not to this degree, no. But I'm 87 years old in April, so I think it's, I just started thinking in terms of a, a legacy and uh, and what I need, what I thought would be interesting to say about my life and my experiences. From previous, so, from previous conversations, yeah. previous conversations with you, uh, we talked a lot about your art. I mean, not the art of acting, but actual painting art. And I think some people maybe aren't even aware of the chops that you have there. Is there one that brings you more bo- more joy? No, all of it brings me joy. That's uh, Well, that's what I really wanted to, why I put the book together is because I just thought people who didn't, don't know a lot about my my life, might be interested in knowing about my life. So, and all of these things, like the painting, like uh, even a little bit of the writing, uh, my acting, certainly, um, it's all been very much a part of my life. I'm a, it's all been a very creative kind of uh, uh, a journey, uh, all of my life. And uh, I've never been a thug. I've never been anybody who is interested in, uh, in hurting people. I just uh, I'm interest, always interested in creating an environment that uh, allows people to explore themselves. You know, I guess I if I had to think of myself in terms of. Uh, what the world is about. I hope that I'm an aspiration of some sort. Oh, absolutely. And what an incredible body of work. And on the painting side, I mean, you've got something hanging in the Smithsonian. That's unbelievable. And you go back to the early days uh, as you write about it in your book, and you've come a long way from being a nude model in an art class. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I did. I wasn't really a news model. I mean, I mean, I, I was studying at the academy, and I needed to work and make a few bucks, and that was the easiest way to do it. I hated it, I, you know. But uh, it was one of those. I was young enough to, to embrace it, and uh, but it wasn't anything that I would 
you know, recommend. Yeah, it's it's funny, and I didn't think about it in the in the part of the book where you write about that. You talk about it being a hard job because you had to stand sit still for so long, and desperately wanted to move. That never occurred to me. There are portions of your life in the book that I think any of us would give anything to trade places with you, even for an hour. Hanging out with Duke Ellington, Barbara Streisand, and most interestingly enough to me, going out and partying with the Rolling Stones. What on earth was that like? What about the Rolling Stones? Going out and partying with the Rolling Stones. What was that experience like? I don't know. I met them one time. That's about it. Oh, there was a story about you going out and partying with them. Diana Ross. Oh, let- no, I was at the uh, at Club 54 or something, and I wasn't really. I mean, it, it, it's not a huge thing. It was just a momentary thing. Diana- but I mean, yep. I mean, but those kind of, all these people are people that I, you know, in my business, you run into all the time. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure, especially I, I when, when I, you... I, I don't know if it's such a big deal, to tell you the truth. Well, it is, you know, I've never gone parting with the Rolling Stones, so i got to tell you. And being part of the, the Star Wars franchise, too, had to probably take you into another hemisphere with your fans. Well, I don't know. I don't really think about it, to tell you the truth. It's just things that occur and happen and and we're in there right uh what else did i want to ask you if people find it interesting Mm -hmm. that's nice of course we do and that you're here to tell the story that's even nicer and another book coming down the pike in the form of a coffee table book with some of your art is that right yeah something that I'm looking forward to doing, completing. That will be terrific. Diana Ross, let's let's spend a minute on her. Uh, Lady Sing the Blues, first time, but you guys came back and did Mahogany together. What what was it like to, to work with her? Oh, we had a lot of fun working together. We were like two kids in a playpen. And it worked. I mean, the chemistry was was definitely there. So much stuff. Are you still talking with the uh, Star Wars folks that you might pop up again in another episode of something? No, I, I mean, if I see them, I see them. If I don't see them, most of the time, I don't see them or know what they're doing. I just go on uh, in, on uh, Instagram and I see what they're doing. <laughs> Tuesday night, shh. Chaminade, 7 o'clock, uh, and you get tickets at slcl.org, and uh, tickets are 37 bucks. You get a book and a ticket, and it'll be fun and stories. So I'm glad you're stopping in St. Louis and sharing that, and the books are obviously in the bookstore and online as well. Safe travels, and thanks for all the entertainment. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Chandelier. Shout out to Liam. Chandelier. Or Chandelier. Ah. I, I don't know what he said there at the a tutelaire, I think, is what he said.
Um, all right, class. Shout out to Liam. Where did this go south? Why did this go? I, I've done this before. I think I'm okay well, at the art of talking to people, but That's, that was a train wreck. He's 87. It's just. I mean, Max, me. we've had presidents that are almost this age, and they're completely fine. We've had 100 year old guests on the show, and it went better. I don't. I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I mean, I, he was very. He was a gentleman. He was not boastful. He he was just not celebrity like in that. He wasn't like, oh, yeah, me and the Rolling Stones, we used to kick it. I mean, he's just like, well, guy. it really wasn't a big deal. Well, he wrote a book about it. If it wasn't a big deal, why did he write a book about it? Well, I kind of feel the same way about the Star Wars question because the title of his book is a Star Wars reference. When he meets Princess Leia, he says, what have we here? And that's the title of his book. Didn't know that. And... What does that have to do with him not answering any of my questions? I don't know. Well, you said, did Star Wars put you in a different hemisphere with your fans? And he acted like it wasn't a big deal. He's in Star Wars. And yeah. yet his book is, in fact, a Star Wars reference in the title. That's yeah. what I mean, it had to change up his world immensely. But, uh, yeah. You can go see him you, tomorrow. You can't win them all. Think of all the home runs you've hit with all of your wild interviews, Carney. I don't know what went wrong. Then People Magazine apparently doesn't fact check anything. Down the text line, it wasn't you, John. Somebody else says that was bizarre. It was very bizarre. You Ooh. know, I, I know you said that you got some of those questions when you were perusing People Magazine and, and thought, well, I'm going to piggyback on this and ask some of those same questions. I wonder if they conduct their interview via email because they could type out all of their questions, send it to his rep. Who actually types say, them hey, back. Billy D. Right. Who's the coolest band you ever met? Oh, probably the Rolling Stones. And then they type back, I party with the Rolling Stones. I wonder if that's the difference. Or it was AI and I wasn't really talking to Billy D. Williams. Because that's obviously a print magazine. They don't have to do an on air interview like we do. Yeah. So crazy on the Michael's Bat text line. Who was that interview? I'm not sure. Um, worse or better than Wayne Brady? Good question. I forgot what happened with Wayne Brady. He was fine. He just loves Wayne Brady. He's a very big fan. And anytime Carney would say, well, it was really neat that you were, you did this theater thing. He was like, well, well, I was on Broadway. He just corrected them the whole time. Remember like a year ago? It was Battle of the Narcissists, as I recall. When When he came up with, I came out with these different life changes he was going to make. And it was like, everyone was like, Okay. I mean, he was making all these announcements about his sexuality, and it was like, okay, we didn't all need to know. I mean, just yeah, do what I you don't need to do. asking you. I mean, just do what you need to do. We don't need to know all this. You know what we need to do? We need to play some commercials and fast. I don't know about you. I'd love to party with the Rolling Stones. And speaking of the Rolling Stones, Maxie, I thought about you quite a bit. I know you're a big fan, and I was at that vintage uh, clothing thing in Collinsville over the weekend, and there was a lot of very cool Rolling Stone garb. Oh, I bet. Jean jackets and hats and T-shirts. Very cool. Very fun. Again, uh, I was having a little trouble getting around, so it's a good thing. 
because I would have bought a lot of stuff. Uh, happy birthday. To, this is going to mess you up a little bit. Mary Forsyth. Um, happy birthday to Mary Forsyth. She's about to, well, not yet, 29th. She's about to turn 100 years old. Wow. 100 years old. But it's really only her 25th birthday. How could that be, Julie Buck? Leap year. Exactly At least right. I didn't say leapfrog. Since leap year only comes around every four years, she technically will only be celebrating her 25th birthday. Good for her. So one, it would seem Mary hasn't taken very good self, care of herself because that doesn't look like a 25-year-old lady. <laughs> well, let's go the opposite direction and just say <laughs> she looks fabulous. No matter That's what crazy. age she is. I never thought about that. When, you're, when your birthday is on a leap year, February 29th, 1924, a lot of years, it's like, well, sorry, no birthday for you this year. My mom would love that because she hates telling oh, her she... age, and she doesn't. She doesn't like to. She'll she'll even say, she told somebody the wrong age recently, and I said, no, that's not your age. Tell them this lady's not asking you for any other reason than just wanting to know if you're from the same generation. And she was like, well, I was born premature, and I'm like, no. The three weeks that you were born premature doesn't really affect your age. Oh, that's beautiful. I was born premature. Why was or why is that such a concern for that generation? I don't know. Like, I'll say right now, I'm 51. And I'll be 52 in June. What? I wonder if I didn't want to say anything. People younger than us, the millennials, the Gen Z, the Gen Alpha. I don't think they care. I think they, Do they are care much more free yeah. okay. than we are. Yeah. I have no idea. But yeah, that's an interesting point. But to have a birthday and a leap year, I think you go through life largely feeling gypped. <laughs> you know, I, I a surprising, at least surprising to me, amount of people in my life when they discover that my birthday is the 28th of February, a lot of their first response is, oh, were you born on a leap year? Well, no, that, that'd be the 29th. And and the year that I was born was not a leap year anyway. And so it's it would have just been March 1st had I been later. You know what I mean? So it's, Your birthday is the 20th of February? 28th. Oh. The last day of the month. I just had a panic attack. No, okay. it's not tomorrow. Why did you have a panic attack? Because I thought it was his birthday. Oh. Or tomorrow was his birthday. And I thought, we've got to get the Star Wars cake going. <laughs> he doesn't like cake. Is that right? Or is that Josh? I get you guys confused. Sometimes. Everyone does. I know. Get him a cake with a big clown on it. Uh, in the world, at least according to history.com, only about 5 million people have a leap day birthday. I mean, it seems a lot of, Interesting, like yeah. a lot of people, but in the whole world, it's really not a lot of people. But uh, Mary, happy birthday, whether it's your yes, very, 25th very or happy birthday, your hundredth birthday, whatever it is. Yeah, and, happy, and this happy. year is a leap year because it's also an election year. And every single election year has been a leap year except for the year 2000. So can we skip thing. the election then? Y2K. It... Uh, from the text line, from the Michael's Bath text line, my mom would have paid double rather than taking a senior discount. Yes. Wow. Same. 
Um, My father-in-law lied by his age by five years on his tombstone. Wow. I know. That's really taking it to a whole other <laughs> really level. Is. My grandmother used to used to say that because she was born on 12, 12, 12, and she used to, I, I don't know, she used to mess with it. <laughs> I'd, but I was premature. I'm going to laugh about that all oh, day long. Oh, my gosh. Well, she was premature, but I don't think that made her any younger. Uh, Carol, you are a treasure. That's awesome. She is a treasure. <laughs> That's awesome. She is busy today. She's got visitors coming to the house today that she doesn't even know about yet. It's going to be good. It's a really? good thing. It sounds terrifying. Oh, that sounds terrifying. Huh? No, sorry, yeah. Mom. <laughs> It's little, it's it's little people, and they'll have masks. And... That didn't sound good either. It's yeah, it's some little kids that are that made something for you. That's Still what I'll say. Oh. oh my god, no, it's not. You know, it's premature, kids. I, <laughs> you might think I'm old enough to be your grandmother, but really, I was premature. We're contemporaries, actually. <laughs> A Kansas City Chiefs jersey. Autographed by Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. It's getting auctioned off. At Carnival. For charity. No, um, we don't have this one. But by Friday night, the bidding was listed at $14,000. I would have thought more. Well, I don't even think it's over yet. But it was at $14,000 on Friday. So, yeah, I'm kind of excited as we have a mini Chiefs helmet signed by Travis Kelsey and signed, framed, autographed picture of Taylor Swift. So that's cool. Bring it. Bring it. Bring I it. think you'd get uh, more than that. There are people all over this country that paid the StubHub price for their kids to go see Taylor Swift in concert. And you're still in the nosebleeds for $2,500. Yeah. And if you're not going to. Carnival, which is Saturday. I cannot believe it. Um, don't worry. You can still take part in the auction. Ooh, can and I go there sold now? out, but you could. No, the auction will go live on Friday. Ah, can't wait. But it'll be fun. What are you going to bid on, Max? I'm going to take a look at that Tay-Tay item. Mm-hmm. Help out the kids. Grab something for the basement. I was going to say there's a picture of it on Facebook, but you don't do the Facebook. It's true. The Facebook, you know. These kids are into. Uh, here's something you can win instead of buying or bidding on. At Carnival? No. Oh. Totally unrelated. Red Lobster <laughs> has announced that they are giving away, giving away to 150 people the endless lobster experience. How about that? That's a lot of lobster. Yeah. Ugh. But before you get too terribly excited, it's endless lobster for two hours. Oh, that would make me sick. I couldn't do that. Yeah. It does include two sides and endless Gee. cheddar bay biscuits. Well, I'd rather eat the biscuits than the lobster. I do love that. If you go to their social media page and Facebook and TikTok and X and all that, Instagram, you can register there. Um, I can't, I can't eat as much anymore, but at one point I could have really put a dent in their bottom line, eating endless lobster. Band name? Endless lobster? I like it. I don't like it. But it doesn't matter. He's a judge. I know. (laughs) Do you like lobster? 
Jules? Not particularly. I mean, really? It's, it's fun. 207 and uh, on the text line, although we always like to see what you have to say and try to accommodate things that you need, to the texture that said, will you play the Billy D. Williams interview again? Uh, I'm going to go with <laughs> no, the heck I no. Okay? Say no. Go online. You can listen to it over and over and over again. Where would they go for that, John, if they wanted to go online and listen to it? Uh, I would start with KTRS.com. Okay. Or the KTRS app and then hit the rewind button. Yeah. And it'll take you to the Carney show. Or it's my cell phone. It's my uh, ringtone now. Billy D. Yeah. Is it just a pause? A very long yeah, pregnant pause? Yeah, just the pieces where he goes, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. How did you get this number, by the way? Ah, good times. Good times. Mark Kilcoin's going to come along a lot, a lot to talk about, um, including the NBA All-Star break and the game. The score in the game was ridiculous. Now, Maxie is our resident NBA guy. Isn't that completely off the charts? A score in the 200s? Yeah, I mean, they broke a record for all-star game scoring. But I, I tell you, watching the whole weekend, watching it with my family, it was a lot of fun. Watching the skills competition on Saturday was great. The all-star game, a lot of these pundits I'm hearing today, they're all very angry. They have all this faux outrage about you need to play harder. You need to give the audience a good show. They gave us a great show. It, there's no defense. There was only like two fouls. The game was over an hour and a half because it went so quickly. It was a lot of fun to watch them having fun. This is not the finals. You don't need to have physical gameplay out there. It was a really fun time. It's the closest you're going to get to the NBA being the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. Everybody's trying to do crazy dunks and crazy passes. And it was fun to root on all of your favorite players. Uh, I, I had a blast with it. And I don't. I, I do understand the hate they're getting today. It's media. It's the it's the it hate machine. Us. It's trying it to get clicks. It's trying to get people to listen. It's this fake outrage. It was a great time. So the uh, skills competition. I mean, how crazy? Do, you mentioned the Globetrotters, and I haven't seen it, so I don't know what they do. But I know it, a couple of NBA games I've been to, uh, during halftime, they bring out, I don't know, their gymnasts or whatever and put a trampoline up mm -hmm. and do somersaults and, yep. and do dunks. Like, did they, or did you have NBA players doing the same thing? Yeah, I mean, the last couple of years, their their minor league, which is called the, the G League, uh, they've had G League players winning the dunk contest because these young kids want to show off and they want to get it. So yeah. the, the the older players, the players who are already in the NBA, they don't really care too much to win And they can get hurt. Things. Well, exactly. And, and that's kind of like the, the All-Star game. Nobody's really playing. I mean, Steph Curry was missing all kinds of shots, which in a real game he wouldn't. Never but, happens. Yeah. But it's all about just connecting, having fun. I watched it with my 12-year-old. He had a blast, and I think that's who the All-Star game is for, is for kids to get involved with the NBA. It's not for all so of these adults going, oh, I wish they'd play harder. Is it? Is it for how many free throws they can get in a row and yeah, that kind so, of stuff? So the best, Pop a shot. Yeah. And, and the dunk contest. Uh, and the, But the best skills contest they had was uh, Sabrina versus Steph, which was the first time they've had a WNBA player and an NBA player do a skills competition against one another, and they did a three-point shootout. And the WNBA balls are smaller than NBA balls. Really? Yeah. I did and, not know that. And also, uh, the uh, the three-point line is closer to the basket as well. 
as well. So when Sabrina and Steph, who are the best three-point shooters in their respective leagues, said, yeah, let's go ahead and do a competition together, the internet uh, lit her up saying, yeah, I bet you wouldn't shoot from the NBA line. And they gave her so much trouble. She said, fine, I'll do that. I'll shoot from the NBA line, which puts her at a disadvantage. That's not what she normally shoots. She still got 26 points, which would have put her in the finals for all of the men. Uh, and then Steph got, I think, 30, 37, I think, and uh, beat her. It was so much fun, though, to see. And when they were asking both of them afterwards, because they did it for charity, what would you like to see in, in the future? And, and they both said, we want more of this interaction between the WNBA and NBA. Well, I mean, the the salary discrepancies are one thing. I, I don't, would the guys go promote the girls? That's the thing. That's, I mean. That's the thing. That's the question. Are the seasons parallel? No, usually the the WNBA season is on the off season of the NBA. They were a completely separate league, but I think two or three years ago, the NBA bought into it, and now they have a financial stake in making the WNBA more popular. It actually okay, has. Okay, well, there you have it. And now it ha- they'll show up. Well, and it has been growing in popularity over the last five years. I think it's grown steadily in the last five years compared to the entire history of the league, and I think that's because you have sports video games. And Brittany Griner went to prison in Russia. Before that, you have sports video games who have taken WNBA players and digitized them. You have you have more young kids watching those those uh, players. Who was the guy in the All Star game who had two shots that he made from half court? Yeah, that was Damian Lillard who got the MVP. He's an incredible three point shooter, and he was just showing off. He he uh, he. Sh- um, sunk two half court shots from both sides. So that was, should be a five point. Shot. It was well, yeah. I mean, not in an actual. No game, kidding. But yeah, crazy. It was a lot of fun, and I, I. It's been disheartening today to see, you know, your your, your Stephen A. Smiths and your different pundits talking about how lame the All Star Game was because I think there are sports that have had big issues with their All Star games, football, uh, but. Basketball is not one of them, and I, and I, I'm really, I was really disheartened after a great weekend of watching so many great athletes have fun, that they're what apparently not supposed to have fun. They're, they're not supposed to go out there and smile. It's, it's very strange. Ignore the naysayers. It's my advice, Maxie. Just ignore them. On the Michael Spath text line, they still want to talk about Billy D. Williams. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, his interview with Billy D. Williams was almost like trying to talk to a preschooler. Carney had to fill in the blanks. Very uncomfortable and painful to listen to. Try doing it. Uh, I feel for Carney. He did the best he could in an uncomfortable situation. And to that I say, no, I really didn't. <laughs> Tomorrow night, Shamanad. Single file. You going to be there? No. But I, again, I just, you know, the guy, he's an older gentleman. We could have fixed it in post had we decided to. Yeah, we could have. We could have. We didn't because we. It would have been three minutes. Uh, yes. True. Which is also fine. <laughs> <laughs> if you ask me. But I, what do I know? That's why. I'm just a girl. <laughs> From the world of science, a couple of stories for you that are interesting to me. I don't know if you care or not. As dogs get older, their vision can go. And you might not notice until they, like, walk into a screen door or something. Yeah. Oh. So now vets are learning more about how to test 
the eyesight of dogs. Huh? Yeah. And I see this, and my first thought is somebody going, all right, please read the first line. Bark, 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 bark. Ruff, ruff, arf, bark, bark, arf, ruff. Yeah, yeah. Potty. But they have them watch television. I don't understand how that works, but. My dogs watch TV. Not all dogs will, but especially when an animal comes on, it gets their attention. That's really interesting. Because I, I didn't it's think weird. they could discern what they saw. I didn't either. Well, we, we put on, we have a couple screen savers on our Apple TV. You might have the same thing, uh, Julie, that's fish. And my, my cats will stop everything they're doing and stare at the fish. And you just leave it on that while you're gone? Uh, no, no, it cycles through different things. But they, they like the fish. You, the University of Wisconsin-Madison is uh, doing this. It's still going on. And they're trying to figure out what screen image piqued the most canine curiosity. Wow. I'd guess horses. We'll give you an update when we know. A fire hydrant. Really? Horses? Why? I don't know. My dog's like Yellowstone. I'm just going to throw it out there. Possibility. I or mean, Kevin Costner, unless they're into somebody masculine. Right. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. It'll true. never end. It's true. He is masculine, just no. not as masculine as Rip. Another piece of science for you, and this actually is very encouraging. Milk, eggs, walnuts, peanuts. It's not a grocery list, but some of the food allergies that could be more easily easily tolerated with a newly approved drug. And for people that have kids with like these nut allergies. It's terrifying. It's it's absolutely I mean, how do you You're avoid... afraid for your kid to go to a sleepover yeah. or to go to school and sit down at the wrong table. And it wasn't a thing when we were children, but I think for speaking for the people in their 50s... As you should. When our children... I wasn't premature. When our children Hello. were in grade school, this is when this started. And it was like, wait, what? You know, and there was one kid that had to have, you know, an EpiPen. We had to have that handy if he came over and spent the night at our house because... We weren't peanut free. And every other kid has a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in his lunch. So it's the only thing that doesn't like I, get gross. I don't think you can anymore. I, I don't think I'm not I'm not sure if you can send peanut butter and jelly to schools anymore. I have heard the same, Maxie. Yeah. So this drug developed by Genetech, it's called Solair. X O L A I R. The FDA. Gave it the green light on Friday, and it helps reduce severe allergic reactions brought on by accidental accidental exposure to certain foods. Considered the first medication approved by the FDA that can help protect against these multiple food allergies. So, pretty encouraging. That's wonderful. That is. I can remember taking my babies to the pediatrician when they were still. so, and I still do, <laughs> When they were so little and the doctor said, okay, you, let's, we have to be very cautious about a few things here. We want you to don't give them eggs, don't give them strawberries, don't give them peanut butter. And she started going down the list and I'm like, I'm like sunk into my chair. I'm like, well, for breakfast they had eggs <laughs> and for lunch they had teeny tiny peanut butter and jelly sandwiches cut up into little globs. But they just stay away from And then chopped bread. up strawberries. She's like, oh, well, then they're fine. You're trying to kill you them. You would have known. Yeah, exactly. I had no idea. No one told me that until then. They say some of the most common side effects include fever, 
and a reaction to the injection site. The drug also warns that the medication itself can trigger anaphylaxis. Oh, well, maybe it's not so exciting once you read the details. Well, you listen to any of the side effects on those TV commercials. I know. And the word death is always in there. Yes. And the one that really cracks me up is when it's a drug and they list all the side effects at the end. One of the side effects is if you're allergic to that drug. Right. Like Contact a doctor. Wait. Call 911. What? So anyway, uh, Gentech advises that a healthcare provider monitors a person who's starting to use this. Zolaire, the cost of the medication right now ranges from twenty nine hundred a month for kids oh. and five thousand a month for adults, though the cost could be brought down with insurance. I say here, Johnny, carry your EpiPen. Yeah. Well, Liam's hemophilia medicine is twenty grand a month, so this is a bargain. But, but your still. insurance pays it, right? Some. Tell me. Yeah. Not all of it, but some. So this That's is crazy. really good news. Um, I don't have nut allergy to kids, but this is really good news for a lot of people, I yeah. think. So read up. Again, it's spelled X-O-L-A-I-R. And maybe that'll provide some relief to your family. Just thought I'd throw it out there. Well, that's and nice. We can help you with your dog's sight. We can help you with your kid's peanut allergy. What can't we do? What do you want? It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing the things we lay out here on the broadcast. We even help people find the best deals on cars. We do. We do. Well, I thought through, that was Johnny through Johnny Landoff. Oh, yeah, I mean, exactly. I think he does it. Johnny Landoff Chevrolet. I thought we were talking to him right now. (laughs) That kitty was just, it's a beautiful day. (laughs) She's always so bubbly. I love it. I wish I had just a bottle of that, whatever that is. Happiness. Joy. Is is that what it is? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm looking for the story that pertained to Johnny Landoff Chevrolet that I wanted to read. Give me one second. Okay, here it is. It's out of Tucson, Arizona. A man said he stole a tractor trailer full of high-end sports cars because he was just released from prison and needed a ride home. I think that's overkill. Mm. Don't you? As opposed to stealing a car or steal 20 at the same time. I'm thinking, what is wrong with this guy? And then you read further, and you find out that on the truck, there were 10 Corvettes. Okay. Oh, okay. I get it now. I see what you were doing. But you know what? You don't have to steal one. You can buy one. Yesterday, I drove by the Autoplex, and even this cold weather, I saw seven Corvettes. They're easy to spot because they face Highway 70. They're at the 79 exit. Seven Corvettes on the previously enjoyed lot, which means you're not going to pay the 80 grand or whatever some of those uh, top-of-the-line Corvettes cost. But sure, it'd be nice to have one, but don't steal it. Be a good citizen. Check out the cars at the Autoplex, including Corvettes, and all the Chevys at Johnny Landoff Chevrolet, Washington Elizabeth exit off at 270, and online you can do a little pre-shopping 
without even getting out of your chair. Wandoff.com. Welcome back. We're starting the week together. Hopefully next time you know, it'll be Friday and Max will be playing friend of the show, Rebecca Black. How's that going, by the way? Is she going to she on next month? Uh, no, I mean, she declined, so I have not asked again. Oh. Well, there could be a restraining order in place. Things just Might wouldn't. have caught her at a bad day, maybe. It wasn't her. It was her people. Well, maybe it was the people's bad day. If you could get to her, slide into her DMs. How do you it, feel about I'm sure doing my that? my wife would appreciate that. Well, uh, I don't say into... ask her out on a date. I just say ask her to come on the show. I just... Would, would your wife care if you were sliding into people's DMs, Carney? Do you even know what that is? It sounds dirty. No, it's not. It's okay. just direct messages on I Instagram. We'll tell you that, yes, my wife would care. She would care. Yes. Okay. Mine would take my phone <laughs> and put me in timeout. Oh. Most okay. likely. Well, that makes sense. That's what I guess would happen. But I'm guessing that you're sliding into DMs all the time. Well, if it's for the show, like, hey, so Or they're a celebrity. Oh, Car- well, Kathy Hilton and I are we're tight yeah. these days. Or a Kardashian or no, a Real Housewives. No, I because you'd never get to the Kardashians. And the Real Housewives, you can probably get to them. Well, I mean, you say that, but you've really conquered a lot. I do what I can. I do it for the show. I think we're going to be able to have Vicki Gunvalson on the show See? in the upcoming weeks. Look at Yay. you. The OG of the OC. And she's coming to St. Louis ah. to do a performance. But I'm, I'm sure the banks will be closed. I know. Just like today. And I told her I would take her out somewhere, but we're going to be out of town. Ah. Sorry. Heartbreaking. I know. I I'm can't sure believe she's you're just not wrecked. rearranging her plans. I kind of can't either. It's Vicki Gundelson. Gundelson. Nan- Nancy. <laughs> whatever. For the love of Vicki Gundelson. Gundelson. <laughs> okay. For the love of traffic and weather everywhere, let's check in with Captain Paul Kopsky and see how it looks out there on this President's Day. Julie, we are accident-free, but we do have a couple of lane closures due to construction. There's one on southbound Lindbergh between Olive and Ledoux until 3 o'clock this afternoon, about a half hour from now. There's also a lane closure on Olive in both directions between Fernview and Timber Run Drive until 3 o'clock this afternoon. A stalled car on westbound 64 before Mason is blocking the right lane. And there's road work on the southbound 270 exit to Tesson Ferry. From the KTRS Traffic Center, I'm Captain Paul Kyle. On the big 550 KTRS. Samal Capitan. Yeah. If you had to pick, which ensemble would you say is your favorite Real Housewife group? Real Housewife group? I don't think he's ever seen an episode. I think Julie just hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but if you have to pick, would it be Salt Lake? Would it be Beverly Hills, Orange County, New York, New Jersey, Poughkeepsie? Potomac? That was not as interesting. How about Beverly Hills? Yeah. It's a good one. 90210. Yeah, and it's on It's on now, so it's kind of interesting. My wife has it. a T-shirt that says Real Housewives of Newtown. Yeah, I have a dish towel that says Real Housewife of Creve Corps. Yeah. So you don't have one, huh? No. All right, it's Monday. So uh, how was the Super Bowl party yesterday? <laughs> well, uh, I, I forgot to go yesterday. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't know. How did, how did it come out? Um, It was a tie. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Go figure. So what did you do, though, really? Well, what did I do? Uh, Friday, I went to a small family get-together at my aunt's house. Yeah. Saturday, I shot uh, photos. Be- I'm sorry. 
Small family gathering. Is that because you have a small family or some people didn't make the cut? It's a pretty big family, but yeah, some people didn't make the cut. Ouch. Do you have lots of nieces and nephews? Uh, no, I don't. You don't? Uh, okay. Just a lot of cousins who have... A lot of kids. Kids, yeah. Do you think there have been small family gatherings that you didn't make the Did cut? I, yeah, I bet there have. Wow. Really? But... You know, that's not right. There's, there's no... different sections of the family. Yeah, yeah I mean, we, that's even, okay. Even exactly. for our Super Bowl party, we didn't have everybody there. We just <gasps> had, that's true because they had their own parties and they're doing their own. I mean, you kind of you section people off. Yeah, you know? we went with friends. So, yeah, what Max said. I stayed home and looked out the window. All right, what else <laughs> well, did you that's do? That's because your team lost. <laughs> you said you uh, shot some athletes. I shot some photos at a wrestling tournament, a postseason wrestling tournament. Yeah, and. Uh, for my freelance job. Right. And then Saturday evening, I went downtown after the Blues game, and everybody was hanging out and having food and having a, a beer or two. Where would this have been? Uh, Cyberg's downtown. Oh, okay. it wasn't Helen Fitzgerald's? No, but they are owned. Same family. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> you I mean, you need a sponsor. Ever had the nerve to order a shark bite? You know, I'm not into seafood, so... I oh, order then pizza. you wouldn't care that Red Lobster's doing the uh, all-you-can-eat lobster for two hours. For yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be Ugh. able to eat any if it was all-you-can-eat. Yeah. Wait, yeah. what? Hold on. Uh, Back me, that up. Yeah, my the, brain hurts. You do the math. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to eat any if it was all-you-can-eat. Okay. <laughs> because I don't like it. Oh. Oh, okay. Now, now it's all coming together. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you said... <laughs> It was a postseason wrestling tournament. Yeah. If the season's over, why are they still doing it? Why aren't they? Uh, well, the postseason, like the playoffs, the World Series. That's yeah. The post, the, uh, the playoffs, the Super Bowl, does the it championship. Go on and on, or is it all in one day? It, and... uh, they have what's called a district tournament. Yeah. And then they, the winners of the district tournament, or actually the top three, I think, go to the state tournament, which is this coming weekend. In Columbia, actually, it starts in the middle of the week with the smaller schools, and it's a four-day event. And I'm going to Columbia Mo on Saturday. Como? Yeah, Como. Do you call it Como? Uh, no Mo. Occasionally. Okay. Did you <laughs> never used heard to of wrestle Como. in your youth? Is that what got you interested in it? You know, I'm not really that interested in wrestling, but I sort of became the the wrestling uh, photographer for my previous employer, and so it's. Uh, it's what I do now. Although do you, when the spring comes, I'll be doing other sports. Like so, baseball? Yeah, and softball. The state tournament's soccer. in Columbia, and then I assume there's national. Have you parlayed this into, like, some free trips? I mean, the national wrestling That's how Carney rolls. In, in Hawaii or whatever? Actually, with, with high school, it just stops with state. If you win state, that's the ultimate. Oh, there's no national wrestling. Well, the, Not that I know of. Federation. If you win state, then you can be up for scholarships for college, exactly, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's a feather in your cap if you're a, wearing one. A friend of my son just got a college scholarship for bowling. Really? No way. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. You should put your kids out on the wrestling circuit. <sighs> They'd. You although no, somebody might get arrested. Yeah, then you got personal injury <laughs> issues. <laughs> right. And, uh, no. Yeah. No, oh, never mind. Rob's not. I don't think they have high school bowling in Missouri. I could be wrong, but they have it in Illinois. No, it's here because they have he, it here. Yeah, really? he got oh. a. Uh, Maybe he's kidding. He got no. He got a bowling scholarship. And uh, I would from think who? 
first, I don't know. University of Phoenix? I didn't have him fill out a form. I don't know, I would. Uh, I should. (laughs) But think about it. If you wanted to get a college scholarship, I would think that's probably the least competitive sport to get one. Are you good at bowling? No. I mean, well, exactly. I think you have to be... I mean, I when I read that you could get a rowing scholarship before the whole oh, thing, before all that. A rowing scholarship? A rowing scholarship. You can go to Creepcore Lake and you put your little leotard on and you start rowing. I was like, boys, I've got it. When they were like in seventh or eighth grade and they're like, no, we're not doing that. But I was like, this will be it. There'll be no one from Missouri. They'll need someone yeah. from Missouri. And you'll be the only ones that know how to row. And you'll be like the Winklevoss twins. It'll be great. Uh, not so much. They didn't Anybody? think so. Winkle but they loss? did have a young man in yeah. their class that ended up rowing for, I want to say, Georgetown. Yeah, a, a quick search here says bowling at the uh, college level is an emerging sport, so there are many coaches who are eager to find qualified recruits. However, NCAA bowling only offers scholarships for women, not men. Wow. But there are other youth scholarships for bowling for both genders. I would just think most parents don't think about going after a bowling scholarship. That's what I'm talking about. Well, the, right, like the rowing thing. Yeah. You wouldn't think of that exactly. when, you're from, when you're landlocked, you know. Traffic, and traffic chess. scholarship. Chess scholarship, chess, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, not a bad idea. What about gaming? Isn't that, Max has said that's a thing. I, I don't think you can get a scholarship yet, but it's I mean. It's getting there. Yeah, it's, it's coming. It's getting there for sure. Yeah. They're teaching classes on Taylor Swift. Who knows where education's going to go? <laughs> I sound 100. Intro to Taylor Swift. Yeah. yeah. Oh, several places. Intro to Tay-Tay? You didn't take that? No, I forgot. Including in this room. Is it an elective? There's a class. Uh-huh. True story. Max is the professor. No. <laughs> True story. Yep. I made a little heart thing with He my did. Hands. He made a little heart. Thank you, Capitan. We'll listen to you this afternoon. I'll be here. That's a threat. We're also going to check in with, uh, oh, what's his name? He's on TV. The sports Martin Kilcoin. Thanks so much. We'll be back and talk to Marty in a minute. Any luck on Stevie Nicks tickets, Maxie? I'm not. I don't know what you mean. I thought you yeah. were. Uh, you were looking about at buying getting them. some, and they were super expensive. Right? No, I was did just. Did I doing dream it? it? No, I. I yes, you did. I was not going to go to the show. No. I no, was, you were just appalled at the yes, prices. Exactly. Yeah. Are okay. you a fan? I mean, I, I had said ticket prices. Well, yeah, because I I had seen Fleetwood Mac with her. And I thought, well, if she ever came back solo, I would go. And then they announced the tickets, not resale tickets, but the first three three rows were $960. And I was just appalled by that. So, yeah. <laughs> I was hoping you'd do that. I can't help it. It's a shame, you know. I don't know when it was that that got out of control. And I remember complaining about $20 seats to go see somebody. Uh, I know. I've got a collage in my music room of all the ticket stubs that I managed to save. And it's probably, I don't know, a couple hundred of them. And it's framed in a picture. Kind of cool. But you look at the prices on the tickets. I mean, I saw the Rolling Stones in Lexington, Kentucky for $18. Can you, you believe know? that? It, yeah. I mean, there was nothing over like 30 bucks. There was a there's a clip that makes the rounds now in all the social medias of Kurt Cobain from Nirvana uh, being told in an interview about ticket prices and why they're so high now. And Kurt's like, "What are you talking about? We just charge like 
you know, 12 bucks for our, our, our show. And they're like, well, no, Madonna's going to go on tour and she's charging $50 a ticket. And the look on his face, he couldn't believe that anybody would ever charge $50 for a ticket. And this is probably 92. And, uh, and this so, was Madonna, Madonna, Madonna. And when push comes to shove, the artists will say, well, you know, all those fees and charges from Ticketmaster. Eh, I think the artists have some say. And the roadies. Yeah, you know, I, I think the artist has some say. Not in, just anybody can pick up the green M&Ms and put them in a glass bowl. True story. By the way, I'm out of M&Ms. I'm sorry. I'll get some more. Uh, we'll check in with Marty in just a little bit, or is it time to Marty now? I, yeah, I would just love to hear about JBL Financial before we... Oh, yeah. Why Marty? are you thinking You've about You've got to get your financial house in order. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's always good to have a budget. It's always good to get some financial help, and I, I love listening to that show every weekend. She does know a lot of stuff. I mean, Dad does too. But every time Aaron Lapidus has been on the show and explained something financial to us, I get it. You have no idea what a trick that is. To get me to understand something. Well, you know. Well, I do. We're in a room together every day. You know. But That's why I have medication. Just make we take a medication before we did a show together. Kabuli. Uh, Kabuli. <laughs> That show, Straight Talk on Retirement, comes your way every Saturday. And it used to be a one-hour show, and people were reaching out saying, I can't get through. I wanted to ask the Peterses about this or that. So management here, making a grand call, uh, maybe the best decision they made next to putting me and Max and Julie together um, made it a two-hour show. Now people can get through with their questions or comments. So do it. It's on Saturday. Straight talk on retirement here on the Big 550 KTRS. KTRS Sports, Sports. with Martin Kilcoyne. Presented by Offenberg Hyundai and Triad Bank. I guess, Marty, the biggest news coming out of uh, Highway 70 a little further west and waking up to find out that the uh, newly appointed athletic director, can you come out from under the car, please? The newly appointed athletic director at Mizzou isn't the newly appointed athletic director at Mizzou anymore. Yeah, we were just kind of getting to know Desiree Reed Francois. I think the shocker here, first of all, the news that she's leaving, going to Arizona. Now, in the old days, Arizona, that's Pac-12. That's still part of a big conference. Well, Arizona's conference has splintered. Arizona's leaving and going to the Big 12, so they're sort of starting over, and and they've never been very good at football, to be candid, which is what usually pays the bill. So it's a strange move, other than the fact she went to law school there. There's the connection. But based on all reports, she's taking a pay cut. So if you're Mizzou, you have to say, this is somebody who wanted out or doesn't see the future as bright as the rest of the folks around or she likes the weather in arizona likes the weather in arizona there's that but you just if you hear enough stuff down at mizzou there's a lot of i would say meddling maybe uh they did institute a new oversight committee which is going to oversee mizzou athletics so that may have ruffled some feathers down there i i have not talked to her i don't know the woman very well but it seems to me that that had to have at least played some role that she didn't like the tone down there. I can't say that for a fact, but I think in our buddy Ben Fredrickson, who talks to a lot of Mizzou people, he's a grad, 
sort of put on X the same kind of thing that she was dealing with a little bit of friction from above. You know, I, I, one example I know for a fact. So a year ago when Eli Drinkwitz was not the hot commodity, he got a big pay raise and it was done without her knowledge. And she is in charge of the football team. She's the athletic director. And the board of curators just said, yeah, well, we just decided. And she was like, well, isn't that kind of why I'm here? Isn't that my job? So I think there's a lot of that that goes on. And anybody who follows Mizzou sports long enough knows there's always a lot of drama. They gave her a lot of money, didn't they? Absolutely. Didn't I mean, they she make went, her... I mean, probably doubled in the time. She got there, I know she feels brand new, but she got there in the summer of 2021. So it's been about two and a half years. She fired Conzo Martin, brought in Dennis Gates. That was initially hailed as a big move. It was believed that she and Drinkwitz weren't extremely close because she didn't hire him, but then I think they worked it all out by having, what's that called? Oh, a winning season. And then they were on the same page with everything. So anyway, it's just a little more turmoil from Mizzou. She just got a $62 million donation like a week or two ago. Is which that is what a big it was? 62. Your... That is crazy. Yeah. Um, it says in the Post-Dispatch article today that her salary will be $1 million per year with an increase to $1.2 million in the fifth year of her new contract. It's a pay cut from the $1.25 million she was making under the terms of her contract extension signed with Mizzou. But again, that's five years. Didn't she have a, a length of stay attached to the money that Mizzou threw her? Yeah, she had a mm-hmm. contract, and I believe there's a buyout, just like these coaches have to get bought out. Yeah, yeah so, Arizona, so Arizona sees her as a rising star, somebody she did work at UNLV and spent time out west. And you're right. I mean, Arizona, it's a great lifestyle. You can probably live on a million even in Tucson and get by on it. So it, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'd love to talk to her and say, what, and Arizona is always a great basketball school. So you've got that football. They've always struggled. But I, I just wonder what part of it. Yeah, somebody pursues you hard enough, you're interested. But what part of it is wanting to get away from some nonsense? And I would love to hear that honest answer. So who gets the buyout money, the school or her? No, the school. They pay the school to say, listen, we're stealing this person from you. Oh, so Arizona. What, what is that going to cost? Um, you know, it's interesting. I did an interview with Travis Ford last night, who's the SLU men's basketball coach, and he's under fire. It's his eighth year. They're having a really bad year. And what's unknown, because it's not a public school, there's no public record, is his salary is roughly known, about $2.5 million, but what's the buyout? Let's say... If they want to let him go, want to fire him, and I said to him after the interview, I said, you know, there's a lot of reports that your buyout is really high. Is that a number you want to share? And, you know, I said, do you think it would be more than they'd be willing to pay? And he said, I I can't answer what they're willing to pay. I don't know. So I think that was confirming that his number's high. That That's a lot of times. A Sounds like you were talking when, to Billy D. Williams. Yeah, when schools – Schools want to make a change. They got to be willing to, to pay a price. And so, anyway, Arizona pursued her, obviously. But again, what's going on down at Mizzou? And does that affect if there is any sort of oh uh, meddling? Does the next athletic director that you want to hire say, "Wait a minute, what's going?" Does it affect your ability to get a top candidate? I think that's the next question. Do you think that person is waiting in the wings, like already in the in the way, ready to go? I mean, they have associate aides. I would say they'll they'll go outside. They'll probably use a search committee and spend money. Well, I guess they got the Arizona money to to burn now, but they'll probably use a search committee and find some really good athletic director who is 
at a school that we're not even thinking Put about. Put your right seatbelt on. I'm dropping. It's President's Day. The kids are out of school. Daddy daycare here, Mr. Mom. Kids are getting, <laughs> kids are getting dropped. Guess where they're going right now, Julie? The, the kids are going to the MAC. I was going to yeah. guess Triad Bank. I, I didn't well, know, but they're closed. We're not, we're not there yet either. So you got to take Triad to open today. Right, but, they're uh, closed. We're going we're to get some kids shooting some buckets here at the west location of the Missouri Athletic Club. That's what you should do. Burn that energy. So for and, people that like to watch cars go in a circle really fast and didn't get a chance to yesterday, good news for them, the rain scratched the Daytona 500 so they're having it today. Yep, th- three o'clock, top, top of the hour coverage on Fox Two. You have a little rain out yesterday. However, that creates a bit of a snow day for the Fox Two folks today. We have no five o'clock, six o'clock news. It's a real tragedy for the whole market. We're all just sort of dealing with the pain. But yeah, the race is coming up after three. Last I heard, it was sunny in Florida. It had been real rainy, and they knew it was kind of. They called called the race off early, which was smart. Before everybody shows up there and gets turned around and sent home. So, and- Marty, if the Komen Foundation came to you and asked you to wear a pink wig on television to bring awareness to breast cancer, would you do it? Oh, for sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not the first sports guy to wear a wig. I'd be happy to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too to soon. Too soon. Didn't have to mention any names, Carney. Well, no, I, I, I don't think there's, I think there's more than one. But, uh, yeah, if it raised money for charity, for sure. I lost a bet. I was doing sports in Rhinelander, Wisconsin, the NBC outpost way up north. Hot bet. And I bet... Good the weather guy went to Wisconsin. I went to Marquette. We bet on the basketball game, and the loser the next day had to do the whole news or sports wearing the knit cap, you know, like a winter hat of the winning team. So I had to wear a Wisconsin Badgers hat for my entire sports cast. But up there, as cold as it was, it actually looked rather appropriate. And ratings went any... through the roof. Yeah, there were three people watching that night. <laughs> <laughs> only, only a second or two left, but good news for the – ready, Max? For the Battlehawks, A.J. McCarron coming back. We liked him. He did good here. He's coming back. Yeah, he was the MVP of the XFL. And candidly, I think people go to the games because they like the idea of the Battlehawks. They like having a football team to root for. But it's kind of nice when you've got a name player. A.J. McCarron played at Alabama. He's been in the NFL. He's not an NFL star, but he's played at the NFL. And again, Alabama, that's as big as it gets. And he said, I really love the experience in St. Louis. I love the way they treated me. My family loved it. It's kind of nice to hear that from a guy who played big-time college ball. So he's coming back. He was in the NFL a little bit last year. Bengals had some injuries. And he asked the Bengals to let him out of his contract so he could do this. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's he, he could still have a potential NFL backup job down the road. But for now, he wants to do this. So. That's exciting. I think he'll, they open camp in about another week or so. He'll still so make close. he'll still make bank, but what's he gonna where's he gonna put that money? He would probably need to go to Triad Bank. They're probably closed today, President's Day, good banking holiday, but there are two locations. When you're ready to rethink your banking needs, you're tired of the runaround or the rude behavior you get from folks at your bank, it shouldn't be that way. Deal with the folks that are based here in St. Louis since two thousand five. Triad Bank. Original location on Clayton Road. That's right there in Frontenac. Second locations on Olive, just west of 270. Local business owners have figured this out. If you want to get things done, do it with the bank based right here 
in St. Louis. Great folks at Triad Bank, whether it's a checking account for grandma or a small business loan, they can hook you up. Or go online. It's triadbanking.com. Rude behavior from a bank. I've gotten that before. Teller yeah. looks at me and says, sir, you're overdrawn. Can you believe the nerve of these people? Well, that's probably a different category. Marty, it's a carny problem. Enjoy daddy. You probably spent it all on those Stevie Nicks tickets. You're out of money. Yeah. Enjoy daddy day. We'll talk right, soon. See you guys. In fact, all of you will talk soon. I hope. I hope. See you tomorrow. You Sounds like a plan. And, coming I, in? and I got to tell you about Ricky Prohl's son, not the one that plays for the Battlehawks, but another oh, son uh-huh. was on American Idol last night. Oh, wow. We'll get into that a little bit tomorrow. Cool. Very interesting story. Little talent in that family. Mm-hmm. Wow, cool. Uh, all right, we'll do just that. Josh, Heidi, coming up next here on the Big 550 KTRS. And a good night, Julie Buck. Good night, Julie Buck. How about a good night, Max Foise? Good night, Julie Buck. And for Billy D. Williams, I'm John Carney. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Be good to each other.